T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the final buzzer sounds, we're here to wrap it John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason in our San Francisco studios. Warriors lose tonight in Portland, 129-124 as the game goes to overtime, Whitey Gleason. And tonight is an example that regardless of these two teams who now have a combined record of 29-61 and on the season, no matter the record, no matter how many injuries both ways, and there's a lot of high-level talent not playing for both of these teams, uh, you can still get an entertaining basketball game on January 20th in the middle of what looks like it's probably going to be a mostly lost season for both teams. That was a great capper, a very entertaining way to wrap up the uh, Martin Luther King holiday. What, 14 games today? We may have seen the uh, best one with the Warriors and the Portland Trailblazers. You know, you can't ever really win a game by yourself. We say that in sports. This guy won the game by himself. You can't really win a game by yourself. I think Dame Lillard came as close, though, to actually doing that as you can do tonight with 61 points. Yeah, he really did. Career high for him. And, Whitey, I know you had the stat uh, as well. Just the third time in history anybody, that any player has gone for 60 against the Warriors, 60 or more. And uh, Wilt Chamberlain and Elgin Baylor, the other two. Elgin Baylor, 63 points against the Warriors. Wilt Chamberlain, 62 points uh, against the Warriors as well. And tonight, Damian Lillard goes for 61. Yeah, um, it looked like the Warriors had this game won a couple times. I thought, you know, it was a wonderful game. And the Warriors, actually, there are a number of reasons to feel good despite the loss. But if you want to crunch the numbers on this game, I thought perhaps the Warriors lost the game early in the fourth quarter when they failed to take advantage of the fact that Dame Lillard was getting some rest. Yeah, and I, I think you could also make the case that the Warriors lost the game in the second quarter as well. They outscored the Blazers 34-26, but at the half, the Warriors had what uh, amounted to a five-point lead at the half, and it felt like, uh, at least in my mind, that lead should have been bigger than that. Uh, they, they, the Blazers were not playing well. Uh, this is, you know, there there are a few teams in the league that that could challenge the Warriors in terms of injuries and just uh, the composition of their roster. Uh, just like it just isn't a very good roster, and, right. and it isn't, and it's a roster that was built to have high level talent at certain positions around it, and when you take some of that high level talent away, it just it just can't function. And I think the Blazers at at times tonight. They looked like as bad a version of what we've seen from the Warriors this season, only maybe worse. That said, that's a big win for them because uh, Memphis currently holding down the eighth spot. They lost, so Portland gaining a little ground in that playoff race. It's going to be interesting to see 
what, if anything, they decide to do at the deadline after they made some, well, they made a move with the Kings. It actually frees them up a little bit. We'll see if they decide to do anything. Uh, but as far as the Warriors go, you still, despite the loss, you had 22 from Pascal tonight. How about this? The Warriors had 30 assists to nine turnovers. And, yeah, I know, hey, they lost the game. But, you know, Charles Barkley was saying after the game, he said a lot of things tonight. But he said, uh, in response to Kenny Smith pointing out that the Warriors play hard, Charles Barkley said, when do we start giving away brownie points for playing hard? And that's a really good point. But the thing with the Warriors right now, it's not just that they're playing hard, it's that they're playing together as a team despite all the uncertainty. And I think that says a lot about, of course, the individuals, but also the coaching staff. Yeah, absolutely. As the Warriors lose this game tonight, 129-124 to 124 in overtime up in Portland. 888 957 The loss drops the Warriors now to 10-35. and 35. They are 3-20 and 20 on the road. Ooh. The Warriors have now lost eight consecutive games away from Chase Center. And the Warriors will be back at Chase Center on Wednesday night as they'll take on the Utah Jazz, first of a two-game homestand. Then the Jazz are in, and then Indiana is in. Uh, I thought this was a game the Warriors had an opportunity to to win tonight, uh, and that proved to be true. I thought it was uh, a game that they could play uh, comfortably on the offensive side. The Warriors, though, didn't shoot the ball very well, uh, 41% overall, and tonight was a night where they were supposed to make threes, right, in the uh, alternating right. world of, mm-hmm. oh, you make yep. them one Did game, out. you don't make them one game, and uh, the Warriors just 9 of 36 from three. Damian Lillard on his own outmade the Warriors from three uh, as he knocked down 11 of 20, and that winds up being a six-point difference in what is a, a five-point game. I mean, you look at Lillard, 61 points. He had 61 and the rest of the Blazers had 68 mm-hmm. combined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the Warriors, by the way, they got up 116 shots tonight. I know it was an overtime game, but still, 116 shots. They out-rebounded Portland. As I said, they took care of the basketball. One of the most interesting things about the the telecast, uh, a few moments here when we weren't listening to Tim Roy, but uh, checking in on the, the actual uh, telecast, um, we had talked on Warriors Live about how, according to The Athletic, Steph Curry was – said to be targeting a March 1st return. And uh, both uh, Reggie Miller and Kevin Harlan said that report was erroneous. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. And and I think you can look at it both ways. I I think you could look at uh, the Warriors maybe pushing back on it. Uh, Yeah, I just thought it was, okay, maybe he'll come back March 1st. We'll see. Yeah, and I, but I, I think it could go both ways. I think the Warriors don't want to have, you know, I think people believing that there is a definitive plan, I think, at this point. I think the Warriors are more in let's see how it goes mode. He's going to rehab. He's going to get his conditioning back. They're going to, you know, make some kind of an announcement here in the next week and a half. They want to control that narrative, yeah. No, they, they do, and I think it's also, you know what, they may want him to play before March 1st. Mm-hmm. They may not want him to play until after March 1st. I don't think... The fact that there's a little bit of pushback on that necessarily means one way or the other. The reality is we just don't know. Not sure what it means, but I just thought it was kind of interesting that somebody, presumably the Warriors, even bothered to push back on that story, such as it was. 888-957-9570, Warriors wrap-up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of Home Search. Let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as he met with reporters up at the Moda Center in Portland. Hell of a player, all-star. He's had a, a million 
big shots in his career. So none of it was surprising. It's, we just take it for granted with him. He had 16 free throws. It like a lot of those came like in opportune times, late in the quarter. Yeah. Like, how hurtful it was some Yeah, the, the, the um, second quarter was really a, a painful quarter uh, to watch. You know, we had three team fouls with about five minutes left in the quarter and um, talked about the importance of staying out of the bonus and I think they shot 12 free throws in the final four minutes and what should have been a double digit lead at halftime turned into a five point lead whatever it was so a lot of mistakes down the stretch in the second quarter and then again down down the stretch uh, of the game regulation and overtime you know and and, uh, I didn't help the guys out much I could have done some things better as well so it was a group group effort but um you know they're they're competing. They're playing together. They're playing hard. Uh, it's just frustrating. You know I think we're better than what what our record says we are. Um, but that's our record. So we um, we got to get better. You said you think you could do some stuff better. Anything particular? No, just a, you know a couple things situationally. I I would I'd like to have back, but I'm not going to tell you what they are. How'd you guys handle this game, playing with only eight, playing with focus emergency? They were great. Guys competed, and uh, everybody who stepped on the floor got after it. And uh, the game was there for the taking. You know, you could feel it in the first half. Uh, well, the game was right there for us. But um, we got to be better. We have to. We, you know, we. Our effort was good, but our execution was not. And it wasn't turnovers. We we only turned it over nine times. Um, but. You know, you've got to be able to uh, to understand time and score. These are all things that young players have to learn. Time and score, fouls. Um, you know, keeping a team out of the bonus. Don't give in, don't, don't give them easy free points. And then you know you can't um, give up a lot of threes down the stretch. Some of them are tough because Damian Lillard's just pulling up from from you know all over the place, but. You know, you gotta you gotta try to play three point defense at a certain time in the game too, and I thought we uh, we did a poor job of that. Are you looking at this as a game that got away as opposed to you know, game taking it? What do you, how do you see this game? As, uh, on the game? Well, he was. I don't want to take anything away from Damian. He was incredible. Um, he, so he deserves all the credit, all the highlights, everything that comes with it. Um, but the game it was a game that got away from us for sure. Two guys tonight were really good for you, Burks, Pascal. What you think? Pretty good, Alex. They're great. Yeah, Alec was uh, aggressive and you know really got downhill, knocked down some shots, and it's great to see Eric uh, performing at such a high level um, and playing with that confidence that we saw early in the season. And uh, both guys uh, looked looked great tonight. Marquise, with his days, it's hard for him to get practice in. Considering that, how did you feel he did tonight? I thought he did well. Um, you know, we, he's still learning, uh, you know, defensive coverages, situations. Um, you know, he's still a young player, so he's got a lot to learn. But he's he's incredibly talented and a great uh, teammate, great kid. Um, wants to learn, so. Uh, we're excited about Marquise, and uh, the fact that he has a lot more to learn is actually a good, a good thing. He can get that much better. All right, so head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, there. Uh, a little bit to chew on. Uh, good games from Eric Paschal, Alec Burks, Marquise Chris. Uh, the Warriors got to be happy that they have him back. Uh, he had a real nice game tonight, 14 points on 7-9 to nine shooting. 
Uh, but the game was there for the taking, as Steve Kerr said, and the Warriors were unable to take it. Give the credit to Damian Lillard, but uh, tonight is just another one of those games where bad teams find a way to lose. I'll tell you what, Dame Lillard, obviously incredible range, taking shots that wasn't that long ago a guy would not take some of those shots unless you know the quarter was winding down. But if you give him a really good look at a straightaway three, you might as well just turn around and head the other way because that's like a free throw for him. A straightaway open three for Dame Lillard, it's like a free throw for him. Uh, the stats continue to trickle in, and we still have time for some phone calls, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, trying to put into the context of what Damian Lillard did tonight. First player in NBA history with 60-plus points and 10 or more threes in a game, and the fifth player in NBA history to have multiple games with 10 or more threes, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, James Harden, and J.R. Smith are the others uh, to have multiple uh, games in their career where they hit 10 or more threes. Stephen Curry's done it 15 times. Uh, you know, someday, and no no time soon, but someday somebody's going to make 30 threes in a game. I mean, a player. Down the road, five, ten years, somebody's going to make 30 threes in a game. Wow. I don't know about that. I think we're headed that I way. I don't think that's coming. Look at in. some of the things that that guys are doing now. They would have never. They, they had never done before. I guess I'm not saying like next year or anything, but somebody's going to make 33s in a game someday. There's something I want to react to as far as what Steve Kerr had to say, and then we got to figure out what the heck was going on with Draymond Green as well. Uh, and the reason I bring that up, uh, Draymond Green originally it looked like he was going to play. Had the the finger sprain caused him to miss the game on uh, Saturday. And he was scheduled to come back, went through shoot-around today, and then uh, according to what was reported before the game, he came down with some flu-like symptoms, so he wasn't going to play in the game against the Blazers tonight. However, he was on the bench, he was in uniform, and the official designation for him on the box score tonight is did not play coach's decision. Uh, And you look at that in comparison to Jacob Evans, uh, didn't play with a concussion. Glenn Robinson III didn't play uh, due to a, a right ankle sprain. Uh, but, yeah, Draymond was left off in terms of, uh, you know. Not even illness. Not illness even, wasn't listed as a reason, yeah. Yeah, so interesting there. Hmm. Uh, and then he was on the bench for the entire game in uniform uh, as well. Like, he was wearing his, his sweats and everything. Uh, and, you know, talking to, to players on the bench, he was very engaged in this one. I know Stephen Curry was at times – shown in awe of what Damian Lillard uh, was doing. But uh, what what did you make of uh, Draymond Green not playing in this one? And again, I think you made the point at different times tonight, you know, if it's somebody that's got flu-like symptoms, why is he hanging out on the bench with all the rest of the team? I wouldn't want to be hanging out with him. And I I know that the coaches and the medical staff wouldn't want him hanging out with the team. So, you know, flu-like symptoms – doesn't mean you necessarily have the flu. So whatever it is, I hope he's feeling better soon. I'm uh, assuming that he was there tonight in case, you know, four people fouled out or something. <laughs> Just an absolute backup emergency, like the emergency catcher or or quarterback. Um we probably won't find out why he uh, was not out there tonight. Maybe it's just a matter of, you know, they're, they're also trying to limit his minutes. I honestly don't know why he didn't play tonight. Uh, it was interesting that he was there and actually uh, listed as just a coach's decision. And uh, tonight it did open up another opportunity for Eric Paschal. The game goes yeah. into overtime. He plays 42 points and, and just, I mean, or plays 42 minutes, scores 22 points. 
but this is another example of something that I've just continued to say. He's got to be a four. Eric Paschal is a four. Yes. He is a power forward in, in today's NBA. He's not a three. I think maybe he could be a five. And and I know you can leave the door open for some growth at, at the small forward spot, but him and Draymond Green together haven't really worked to this point, and him as a three-man hasn't worked to this point. And it's another night where he – Excels and most of his big games have come when he's playing at the four. 22 points, 13 rebounds tonight. Also had the two assists. It was interesting what Steve Kerr said about uh, failing to execute. And he said, not as far as taking care of the basketball. Because as he said, and as, as we've discussed already, the Warriors only had nine turnovers. But you can just see what it's, it's not just that they're a young team. They're inexperienced playing together. But when the game got tight and Portland, not a good defensive team, even when their defense... Um, rose a notch or two the Warriors uh, shot selection started to erode and the offense broke down and how many times tonight did you see in a key possession uh, D'Angelo Russell taking a shot where you thought wow maybe that wasn't the best shot so I think that's one of the things Steve Kerr was talking about the half-court offense kind of broke down tonight when they really needed to get some good shots and there were some there were some short stretches of the game where you know Damian Lillard and and D'Angelo Russell were seemingly going back and forth, and I think maybe D'Angelo Russell got caught up in that a little bit Could be. at times, uh, as far as you know, trying to to answer. And and, and there were points yeah, it's a nice the, numbers. He almost had a triple double, but he didn't shoot real well. No, nine of twenty seven. However, and I know we've talked about it a lot. I mean, he should uh, on this current iteration of the Warriors be the guy that's taken the most shots. Uh, he ends up with the twenty seven shots. Alec Burks, uh, great game for him. Uh, it's good to see Alec Burks get going here as we inch closer to the trade deadline. How many assists did he have, too? Uh, Alec Burks, eight assists. Eight assists, yeah. 33, yeah. eight, seven rebounds. Yeah, and that's yeah. what you know, you're going to want him. And Yeah, he is kind of a sneaky creator as far as yeah, he can handle the ball. He drives a little bit. He's a good drive and dish kind of a guy uh, in addition to scoring. But I think, look, if the Warriors are going to try to get something for him, it's imperative that he plays better and shoots better than than he has of late i agree you know you've seen the fanatics commercial um call today for the special offer today's special offer i have a feeling that uh teams would call the warriors over the next couple of weeks before the deadline today's special offer is going to be alec burks right yeah and, and a season high tying eight assists for him the seven rebounds you mentioned uh, and a season high for him as well as points. Uh, Do you still want to hang points. on to him? Pardon me, I didn't mean uh, for interrupting uh, interrupted you there. But I know that earlier this year you said, look, you need Alec Burks because you got to try to win some games. Yeah. But it's time, isn't it? I, I mean, well, it, I mean, it's time once you kind of know what's going on with Steph and what you get. I, I still think he's somebody you take him off this roster. As difficult as it's been for them to win games, if you take him off of this current roster before you get Stephen Curry back, it's going to be a lot more difficult. Because the Warriors just don't have enough guys that can no score. No question. I don't uh, think there's any and, question. And you can, you know, it's it's up to the individual as to whether or not that matters to you or not. Frankly, you know what I mean. Like, it, it, does it matter that it's going to be harder for you to win games or not? I think every fan would have a different answer, and maybe even some members of the Warriors front office would have a different answer to that question. Uh, it, you know, if you look, if you pulled Steve Kerr, Bob Myers. Joe Lacob and, and others, you may, you may find some that say, I want to win as many as, as possible. You may find some that say, man, it doesn't matter as long as the players are continuing to develop and there isn't a major, let's say, crater in terms of 
uh, the the culture. And and to this point, it doesn't seem like it. Uh, but I, I think there's nights where think of the ugly, ugly nights the Warriors have had offensively. You take Alec Burks away, I think those are going to happen more frequently no question. and are going to be harder to dig, right. your, dig yourself out of. And, and at the expense of what? Or at the cost, uh, you're, oh, you're going to get a second-round pick. I mean, I just don't see a lot of value. And, oh, you're going to get a second-round pick. No, you're right, but you also free up a roster spot for Kai Bowman. But you're right. Yeah, and you know what? I've cooled on that, too. I mean, that's gone from something that seemed like a necessity to... I mean, is Kai Bowman a guarantee? I mean, I know... Like is Kai Bowman an NBA? Is he on the Warriors next year with a defined role? Maybe uh, Alec Burks. Probably you don't really have a role for him necessarily next year. I mean, I know you could argue. Well, you want him coming off the bench, but I just think that uh, Kai Bowman is in the Warriors' future plans, and Alec Burks probably isn't. See, I think Alec Burks could be. I think he could be, but I just think you know, he's going to be a free agent, right? So you could bring him back, but it's going to be expensive. And I just think they have other means of filling uh, what he could bring you next year. How? Well, Trade? Free agent? Yeah. Okay. Because I don't the, see anybody on the roster that can provide what he provides. That That's the only reason I push back on that a little bit. Like, it would have to be somebody not on the roster. Yeah. It would have to almost be a better version of Alec Burks that's on a different roster. Because there's, no, like, there's nobody on the – like, Jordan Poole, he's played better of late. Jordan Poole ain't providing what Alec Burks is no, providing but on I next year's team if you're going to try to be good. In my opinion um, – Alec Burks, if he's on your team next year, he's not going to get the minutes that he's needed to put up the numbers and the production that he's put up. Okay, this year. so the, vo- a, the a volume of the landscape next year, and I'm not saying he's not good. You know, he, we, he's a proven commodity, but I just don't think that this Alec Burks is necessarily going to be the same Alec Burks you'd have next year because he won't have the same opportunities. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, Warriors wrap up brought to you by Realtor.com. We continue here on ninety five seven The Game. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors lose to the Blazers in overtime, 129-124. to A wildly entertaining ball game it turned out to be. Uh, second quarter, a little ugly. I know Steve Kerr alluded to all the free throws that the Warriors gave up on um, the back half of that second quarter that prevented them from maybe having more uh, than the five-point lead that they did at that point. But in the second half, once it became Damian Lillard almost single-handedly trying to put the Blazers playing without C.J. McCollum on his back, and then D'Angelo Russell and him were kind of going back and forth, and the Warriors were, were having a night where they were playing pretty well overall, uh, the game became very entertaining. I mean, I would put that uh, without a doubt in the top five, I think, uh, Warriors games this season here in the first 45 games as far as just sheer entertainment value. And for whatever reason, the Warriors, Whitey, they just can't win an overtime game. Uh, they lose again. Very strange. Uh, the 10th overtime loss in the last two seasons in a row, and I believe that streak now is all the way up to 11 if you take it back to the final overtime game from two seasons ago as well. So uh, the Warriors' uh, a schedule oddity or a, an oddity in terms of result, rather, uh, unable to win in overtime again. Uh, I do want to get to something that Steve Kerr had to say 
in his post-game press conference that, that stuck out to me. I wanted to get your thoughts on that and, and, and maybe get the listeners' thoughts on that as well. But first, uh, let's go back up to Portland and hear from the high man tonight for the Warriors, 33 points from Alec Burks, and he met with the media at Moda Center. Experience is the best teacher. You got to go through it to learn it. I think he, that's what he told us on lockdown. Man. We'll be better than we're playing better. So it's a game of the NBA, man. It happens sometimes. Uh, superstars make superstar plays, man. He's a great player. We showed that tonight. But, you know, tough one. Tough one to lose. Uh, we had it a couple of times, but, you know, just didn't bounce our way today. What is this time of the season like for you? I mean, I know you went, like, let's say, seven years or so in Utah without ever getting traded. I know you experienced it twice last year. Is it, I mean, do you think about that type of stuff at this time of the year? Before? Not at all. Ain't nothing happened. So, well, I ain't got nothing to think about. So Alec Burke's not worried about it, nothing to think about. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Uh, and then he succinctly, succinctly put it, uh, superstars make superstar plays, and Damian Lillard made uh, a few of those tonight. Boy, uh, if you're Alec Burks, wouldn't you love to go back to Utah? They're 30 and 13 after winning tonight. I don't know if they have any openings. I know they love him there. He loves it there. 30 and 13 Utah after the win over the Pacers. But one of the things that really made Dame Lillard's night even more impressive is that at times the Warriors did a really good job of uh, blitzing him and trapping him and forcing the ball out of his hands. Yeah. And he still had 61. They did, yeah. and, and then they didn't uh, when they got up, what, six in the final uh, minute and a half or they so. They did give up some pretty good looks to him at times that uh, you shouldn't surrender to a player of his caliber. But, but the, at times they, they did a decent job. And at times he was very well defended and hit. Yeah. I mean, the game-tying shot uh, was a hell of a shot to, to send it into overtime. Uh, so, yeah, he makes tough shots. The Warriors did a nice job against him. But, yeah, then there were some other times where I thought they didn't quite uh, execute the, the defensive game plan. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you about this. Uh Steve Kerr said in the post-game press conference, I think we're better than our record says we are. I don't agree with that at all. I, I, I do not agree with that at all. I think this is a 10-35 and 35 team, and and I know Steve followed that up with, you know, hey, there's nothing you can do about it. The right. record is what – but I, I don't – as far – look, I think there's some pieces here to varying degrees that you can fit – on to next year's squad, but I, I look at this team and they are six games behind the next closest team, which currently is Minnesota and Sacramento that are both 15 and 28. I I mean, if you've watched this team play on a night in night out basis, as we have, they're a 10 I guess and th- Shaq hasn't though. They're huh? a 10 and 35 team. Yeah. They're a 10 and 35. Like as far as the collective of this group playing together, this is a 10-35 and 35 team, and I know Coach Kerr's trying to keep morale up, and it, it's admirable, and, and, and you, know, you want to keep guys fighting, but it, they are a 10-35 and 35 team. This is what a 10-35 and 35 team looks like. Yeah, I joke about Shaq because apparently at one point he said, I don't know who those guys are because I don't watch them, but they play hard. Um, but we do watch them. Uh, what I hear Steve Kerr saying there is uh, something that's been consistent with his postgame message throughout which is um, 
we are competing. We've had a lot of injuries. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just trying to figure out why he would say that exactly. I think maybe it's what he's saying is it's been really tough. We've had so many guys coming and going and G League players. They contribute. Then we had to send them down and we've had a lot of injuries. So I, I hear him saying that. Obviously, uh, they're not a good team this year, but I think he's again he's sticking up for his team. He's been very consistent, even when they, they you know they don't play well. He's uh, he talks about how tough it is for him when they lose a tough game. He feels badly for him. So I think what he said tonight is just consistent with his very positive message that he's had all season long. Yeah, and I, and I would say and like I would buy into it a little bit more, and I think some of it is semantics, but I would buy into it a little bit more if this team played a little more consistently better against some of the teams with poor records. And I get it. That's an indication of, and I don't even throw tonight necessarily into that because again, I would consider Portland's not a good team. And we talked about that. Like they have Damian Lillard right now and no McCollum. And look, they've been so bad that Dame, that, that uh, not only Carmelo Anthony, but Hassan Whiteside have really helped them. And both of those guys helped them to a win tonight. But when you look at, 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 Portland overall, Portland is not a good team uh, this, this season at all, but they still have some name brand talent with Damian Lillard. And and so I think that's a game. It's a national television game tonight for the Warriors. So you get up for that, not wanting obviously to embarrass uh, your, yourselves you know, on that type of a stage. But I just, I, I look at, you know, some of the games at Memphis, and I know Memphis is playing better. But at Memphis, you get run out, play awful defense, you lose by twenty. Uh, you're competitive against the Clippers. You're competitive against the Bucks. You you just play a, an ugliest sin game against Sacramento, and Sacramento, you know, has I think four wins in the last month and a half, and two of them are against the Warriors. So, uh, you know, Detroit was a very ugly game at Chase Center. Uh, you, know, you go to Minnesota on January second. That's an extremely ugly game. I mean, I, I there, there are you know, Atlanta and Charlotte earlier in the year. To me, there's been too many of those games where, and look, I think talent level is part of it, but I think it's hard for me to grasp and say, well, this team's better than the better than the record. And again, I I know it's it's just it's kind of just something that coaches say. Yeah, I think that's part of. It. What do you want him to say? I, I I mean I I don't know I, I I really don't at this point. But I mean I've don't... said it, at times this year there have been there have been a few games after which I wish he had talked about hey we need to play harder but he's been consistently this year just it's almost as if look you can't hold these guys accountable for what's going on this year that seems to be the subtext of what yeah. he's saying and you know what I think that's fair and again we related it back to the Blazers earlier where it's like hey the Blazers had a bunch of guys that were brought in to be a part of this collective group and if you take a couple of the key pieces away the whole thing crumbles right the whole thing crumbles and, and you know this team wasn't built to have guys on the between 10 and 15 on the roster playing minutes of you know players that are let's say you know five through nine on the roster, and I think the Warriors are in a similar position as far as that goes. Uh, and, and so, as far as like the overall results, I get not holding the players accountable, but I think the second part of that is how many of these guys really are going to be a fit next year. I mean, in a lot of ways, this does just feel like a season that everybody's going to have to go through, and. And it and then it's just gonna end and and I here's what I think I think and look you can always go back when a team becomes good and there's revisionist history and oh boy that you did this and you did that and the platitudes rain down but I I'm just more of the belief that when you look at this team uh, you know when they are good again next year I don't think there's going to be a whole lot 
that's going to be because of things that happened this year or players that are really contributing this year that are contributing next year. I, maybe one or two guys. You know, maybe Eric Paschal and and if they're able to re-sign Glenn Robinson the third, you know, maybe those two guys are, are contributors. You know, next year maybe Damian Lee has a role. I was going to say I think they have a role in mind for Damian Lee. Beyond yeah. that, I mean, we, you know, Alec Burks probably gone. I think Willie Cauley Stein. You know, it, it more his choice with the team option. Unless they trade him here before the deadline, he had a decent game today. You know, and I'll and I'll just I'll I'll say just on Willie Cauley Stein. I know because we've talked about that a little bit. Who wants Willie Cauley Stein right now? Like, like honestly, with next year on his deal, like, because we talk about that sometimes, like it's well, you know what, you can just trade Willie Cauley Stein. Like, is you really think there's a team out there that really would covet Willie Cauley Stein right now? I don't know anyone who's, knowing who's they had to have him for next be, year. I don't know anyone who's been claiming that it'd be easy to trade Willie Cauley Stein. I can see how a team that needs some some uh, help at uh, the center position, a backup, might be interested a contender. But I don't know that such a team is out there right now. I I think he played decently. I think the Warriors. Uh, if they had to keep him next year, I think they could think of worse things they'd have to deal with. Um, yeah, I mean, you could look. He's not making a lot of money next year. You could carve out some kind of a, a role for him. I mean, I, I mean, he could have a role. He did some some really big things for him tonight. He had six offensive rebounds. Again, as I said a couple nights ago, he's not an all star, but when he's playing well, he's helping you in ways that don't show up. Big, my, big my block point on is, Lillard. Yeah, my point is, if Willie Cauley Stein's around next year because you can't trade him. I, I think uh, you could, he, there's still some upside there for you. You can make do with that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Jordan, Jordan Poole is a guy that, I mean, I don't see him being a rotation player next year. I think he's somebody that— He took that, a little bit of a step back tonight. I know it's just one game, but that was um, a little discouraging. You know, Amari Spellman, I, I think— uh, A the, work in progress. The, they but, have something in mind for him, but we're still not sure he can do it. But the role that he would have, let's say, on next year's team, is it, it's going to be a— an inconsistent one. It's going to be, you know, if he has a role on that team, it's it's going to be, you know, every four games he's going to play 20, 25 minutes, it, it would feel like, or play extensive minutes. I just, I don't know. I just, I, I look up and down at this thing, and, and I, I think there are some pieces, but I, I don't think when it's all said and done next year, we're going to see a bunch of these guys being significant parts of, this team. I just think there's too many areas where they look at it and go, no, we got to get a lot better at these positions. And yeah, some of these guys can still be around, but just in more limited roles. I would say with maybe the exception of Pascal uh, and and maybe Damian Lee and, and maybe Glenn Robbins third again, if they can keep him, but he may have played well enough to where they can't keep him. Yeah. Uh, Pascal has been without question the, the bright spot of the whole season. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason call the game coming up uh, as well. Warriors wrap up. Warriors fall tonight to the Blazers in overtime, 129-124. We'll come back and wrap it up next here on 95.7 The Game. Warriors Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason here in San Francisco. Warriors lose to the Blazers. Final score, 129-124 to up in Portland. So the Blazers wind up beating the Warriors uh, for the second time in three meetings uh, in the early going this season. Two games in Portland have gone the Blazers' way in close fashion. The Warriors winning back in early November at Chase Center over the Blazers. What's this about? Charles Barkley tonight, apparently, I didn't, I didn't uh, hear this, but apparently he called Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. He called them Stay and Clef. 
Oh, we have that? Oh, okay. Well, let's go ahead and hear that quickly. That's backcourt. Well, now stay in Clef. Stay in Clef. It's been a long day for everybody. You got that right. It has been a long day for everybody. Without staying Clef, it's been a tough year for the Warriors. 14 games on the NBA slate. Let's run them all down for you. Woo! On the MLK holiday. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, it happens. That's an entertaining show. Yes, it is. Stan Clef. And that was an entertaining game, an entertaining day of NBA basketball on this Martin Luther King Day. And a great way to cap the uh, big night. By the way, a tip to you, a dear basketball fan, you may not know this. If you don't, you're welcome. NBA League Pass Free Preview Week is underway. Yeah, I know you Enjoy love it. that. Yeah. yeah. I've had, I don't currently have, I've, well, I have a little bit of it. Have You know, you can get a la carte. Anyway, it's a great way to catch up on games. Yeah, free League Pass Free Preview. Yeah, underway. and I'll be honest, I was watching games all day, and I actually have it. So it's, I mean, I, I'm paying for it regardless. But yeah, but yeah it, it was fun to have some morning and afternoon games on to oh, watch. It's tremendous. Today's tremendous. one of the better days of the year as mm-hmm. far as that goes, obviously being on the holiday, which is, is such a you know special day. Uh, and then to just, yeah, you, you pretty much from 10 o'clock in the morning until uh, you know, whenever this game ended uh, two hours ago, uh, you know, you can just watch games. I know there's been a lot of talk about why the TV ratings are down in the NBA. I don't know, but the Warriors having a down year doesn't help because they've been – the biggest show in the league for seven years now, right? Well, look, these two teams tonight with their combined 29 and 61 record, we're in the Western Conference Finals in May, and they are both just absolutely riddled with injuries. I know, I, I still think the quality of play overall is not good. And you think it's because everybody's, so many teams now are basically trying to do the exact same thing? I think that's part of it. I think again, I, I know a lot of players have legitimate injuries, and I and it's always you have to be careful when you start to to wonder what's going on with certain things. But I know I, I saw today, you know, Kyrie Irving showed up with some stiffness, sat out. Jimmy Butler took a powder again in a game against Sacramento. I know he had I, I think a hip issue that he's been dealing with that's kept him out some games, but he just wasn't playing today. Uh, C.J. McCollum, legitimate injury, uh, turned his ankle a couple of games back. He couldn't play. Draymond Green, uh, you know, the the finger sprain and then uh, the flu-like symptoms uh, today. So he winds up not playing. I think having stars playing in the NBA is what leads to better ratings. And, frankly, I think there's just too many games league-wide on a night-in, night-out basis where there aren't enough stars playing. I don't know how you fix it. Uh, A lot of these are legitimate injuries. I'm not saying all of them are. Uh, but it's the dog days, brother. It's hard. 82 games. It's a long season. Well, then Come fix on. the damn schedule. <laughs> it's a long season. Hey, I'm with you. I'm on your side. I just it. it I, I look, but I mean, you watch the first half. I mean, the, the second quarter of this game was not pretty. Right now, it wound up being a fantastic finish. But I wonder how many people were thinking, eh, these are two teams that are in the conference finals. They're not very good. Do I really want to watch that? Yeah. I mean, well, in, in fairness, and you wouldn't have made it, especially if you're on the East Coast, you wouldn't have made it. All the way to the end when it actually got really, 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 really entertaining. Well, thanks, Dame Lillard, for putting on an absolute show tonight. And Damian Lillard, he seems to save it up for the Warriors. 61 tonight. And Only three players in history have ever scored 60 against the Warriors. He joins now Will Chamberlain and Elgin freaking Baylor. And he had 51 against him uh, about four years ago in Portland out of the All-Star break. 
uh, in, a, in a game where the Blazers just ran them out of the building when the when the Warriors were on route, uh, you know, in route to the seventy three and nine record. All right, let's get to the call of the game before we get out of here. It's time for the call of the game. Brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. Neither team has been good in close games this year. Burks, quick three off the inbounds, caught it, shot it, and hit it. The Warriors lead by one, 124 to 123, 32 seconds. They get two for one. All right, uh, know the call of the game that we played there and listen to Joe Lowe and Dibs tomorrow right here on 95.7 The Game, 930 if you can correctly identify the call we just played, you win $50 to Schroeder's Restaurant, 240 Front Street in San Francisco. Call of the game brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile, the best deal in wireless. That was one where you said at the time, yeah, Kerr decided, look, we're going to go for three here. We're either going to make it, and if we don't, yeah, we'll see you next time. Pretty much. <laughs> and that makes me wonder if that's one of those things when Steve Kerr in the postgame press conference says, yeah, there were a couple things strategically I, I wish I could have had back. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but it is a, a difficult season and a much different season for everybody. There's no doubt about it. So listen to Joe Lowe and Dibs tomorrow, 930 here on 95.7 The Game. That's going to do it, Whitey, uh, for us. I was just getting warmed up. For uh, Alex Scott and Ryan Mouser and Whitey Gleason. What? Ryan Mouser, by the way, predicted Lillard would go for 50 tonight. Yes, he did. And not well, only uh, did he go for 50, he went for 61. Yeah, so, hmm, okay. Uh, we will be back with you at Chase Center on Wednesday night. Uh, early tip time for that one. Uh, if you're going to the ball game, don't forget seven o'clock tip off, not seven thirty. Seven o'clock tip off for the Warriors and the Jazz on Wednesday night. That means we'll be on the air with Warriors live at five thirty, and then Tim Roy and Tom Tolbert at six thirty again. Tip off seven o'clock for the Warriors and the Jazz on Wednesday. That's going to do it. Uh, We will talk to you on Wednesday. Uh, Thanks for everybody uh, for listening. The Blazers beat the Dubs tonight. 129-124. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.